we have your daughter. This isn't, uh, now this isn't the first time you've taken my daughter. Uh, this is not the first time I've taken your daughter. You are routinely taking my daughter, uh, sir, and I would appreciate it if next time you took her that we could communicate on a secure line. Because <laughs> one thing you may not know about I me... I make the demands around here. Excuse me, sir. Um, it's it's my daughter you have. I'm the I'm the man speaking. Um, because I do have a, a very a very 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 particular set of skills. It's not kidnap if she likes it. Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your. Two C's in a pod, 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 Welcome to Two Season Pod, the only supporting podcast of kidnapping. Uh, we 100% endorse any form of kidnapping uh, that is consensual. Consensual kidnapping. Some people call it running away together. Uh, or some people will call it consensual kidnapping. Um, that's right. Uh, I, I, I am not kidnapped. My name is Cameron Osborne. I am uh, a free man on my own free will uh, currently living uh, his own life. Uh, another man, that's I know, I can't, want you, I, think. <laughs> I can't specifically account for his kidnapping status. Maybe he can tell you he's on the other line. His name is Cam LeClaire. Yeah, I uh, can't confirm or deny that I am or am not kidnapped. Uh, but uh, you know what? We li- we live we live in a we live in a society, man. And uh, kidnapping might just be a state of mind. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what you mean, Cam. Have you ever been a kidnappy? Like, the one who is being kidnapped? No, but when does kidnapping stop? Like, you know, hmm. I think you can be kidnapped even as an old person. Yeah, as an adult man, sometimes I am I am worried about being kidnapped. Uh, Are you? I, I'm sure there's been I'm sure there's been a time you know uh, even as a, a younger man you know possibly my early 20s you know you're walking home very late at night uh, and in, it's dark no one's around you there's always that there's always the scare that someone's gonna hop out of a van and throw you into it. What's more worrying to you? Someone breaking into your house while you're there, or someone kidnapping you? Oh, that's a good question. Um. I'm gonna say uh, breaking into my uh, breaking into my house while I'm there. What What do you think your go-to move would be? You hear someone come in the door, and you're like, "I got a feeling this isn't someone we know," mm-hmm. and they're they're trying to be a little bit sneaky. Like, what's your go-to move? Uh oh, uh, well I I have you settled there, uh, Cam. Already, it's uh I have a katana. It's sort of nestled right, sort of right by my bed, uh, and sometimes I practice. I like to practice precautionary measures of situations I may end up in one day. One of those situations, somebody's broken in my house, they're trying to kill me. So sometimes late at, very late at night, I will, uh, almost as if I'm setting up for exercise, you know, I will kind of lie in my bed, and then when I hear the stopwatch go, it's jump out, grab katana, slice. And you know, try to get the That's best time. Get, try to get the best time in that. There's, of course, there's a lot of posterior chain 
work that goes into mm. swinging such a blade. Um, I like that. Another an, another precautionary measure that I that I like to practice on myself, uh, Cam, and I believe you should do this at home, listeners at home. We should all be doing this. We should all be practicing dropping and picking up the soap. Yes. What happened? Because we all know. And so I think the privacy of your own bathtub when you are showering by yourself, whatever your situation, you may have one of those stand up, you know, where it's not a bathtub, it's just a shower. It can work in anything. All you have to do is just let it slip out of your hand. Let it slip out of your hand. It's going to bounce. Who's using soap these days? Who's using a bar of soap these days? I'm a, I'm a bar man these days. Dude, you've got to get on the loofah. I haven't stopped uh, being a, a bar of soap. I don't think I've ever had a period of time where I was a gel boy. You never use a loofah? I've used a loofah, but I don't use a loofah. I use a okay. bar of soap that Here's sits in a little a plastic okay. that sits in a plastic dish. And again, Cam, it lets me practice dropping the soap. Because dropping the loofah, it has that little like you can just like wrap it around your hand. It has a little like tie to it. But soap doesn't probably, come with it. It's got that. good grip on it though. You don't really drop it. Exactly, right? Um, you need to practice the risk. And what do you do when you drop the soap? Folks at home, I want you to always remember, Cam, I want you to pay attention to what I'm doing right here. Never want to bend. All the problems always come when people bend to pick up the soap. What, what if you have bad knees? What ha- but what happens when you bend over, Cam? What am I leaving well, What happens open? if you have bad knees? You're you- leaving open your glory hole. Exactly, exactly, Cam. So here's what you're going to want to do. You want to put your feet about a shoulder width apart. You're heddling right over top of the soap. The soap is directly underneath okay. me. And kind of like you're going into a, like a very deep, like a deadlift or a deep squat. I want to see that back nice and straight. And we go back, descend. See, all the weight is on my heels right now. Yep. I picked up the soap. Grab. And now I'm back up. Now look what look what look where your head level is though. That's a problem. Well, I was that was because I was trying to talk into the microphone. That's where your head level while is. I, while I was while I was doing this, obviously, if I was recording a podcast while I was in a jail cell prison, I would probably tell the listeners, "Hey, folks, give me a second. Um, I need to pick up I need to pick up my soap." And then I would safely look around, make sure there's nobody, you know, like a prison guy with a scar on his face or an eye patch. Make sure none of those guys are around. And then safely pick up my soap. Have you heard of uh, the guy named Larry Lawton on uh, YouTube? No, I have not. Is this a is this a shameless plug? Is this guy paying you to uh, mention his name on air? No, but he does. Uh, I just somehow I think it popped up somehow in my recommended feed because I never searched for it. But he and then I started watching videos. I'm like, these guys, this guy's great. He's a former ex-con that was in jail for like ten years in like ten different prisons. And he just like talks about prison stories. It's wild. He'll be like a Q and A where someone be like, "Is dropping the soap in the shower real?" And his answer is kind of like, "Not really. If you're a bitch, you're a bitch. Like you will get. You don't really need to make an accident happen. If you're gonna get raped, you're gonna get raped. You don't need to drop the soap anywhere." Oh, that's interesting. So that's a little sad reality. So yeah. I wonder. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. Well, I guess it begs the question. You know, I wonder what's the what the dropped soap to prison bitch ratio is you know do you think some people are dropping the soap just to test the waters uh you're like hey you know do will do i stand up do i stand the test because if i drop the soap and no one's coming up behind me then hey maybe i'm slightly higher on that prison level yeah well it, I, there's a, there's a lot of hierarchy a lot of rules that you just never know um a lot of cool currency stuff like what buys what how do you get this what do you get for the shopkeeper how do you make trades how do you 
How do you make uh, toilet wine? How do you get a tattoo? Of course, you know when you, you you get your commi- uh, what's it called the com- commissionary? Is that what it's called? Commission commi- uh, commissionary? I think so. Yeah, it's called uh, something to that effect in like Shawshank or something or an old tuck shop. Yeah. maybe it's just an old tuck. Yeah, shop. he says he says Shaw- he says Shawshank's a very good movie for accurately representing jail. It is. It is pretty. Tr- it is pretty true. It is pretty true. The warden has that one record player that blasts out. <laughs> that blasts out to the, uh, you know, to the yard. Um, what else happens? What else happens in Shawshank? I never saw the movie. Uh, that doesn't. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Folks at home, did that uh, surprise you? Let us know. Two season pod at gmail Did it surprise you to know that Cam has never seen uh, the Shawshank Redemption? Cam and uh, and oftentimes, and I'm no. I'm nobody who knows anything uh, about about anything, and let, let alone one who listens to the internet, certainly. But uh, on a fairly, like, a unanimous list of decisions and shit, uh, that's, like, the highest-ranked movie ever. Uh, Acro- across, yeah, across I, I like Spider-Man 1. I thought that was pretty good. Of course, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 1, of course, he's talking about. Um, another good one. I like the second one as soon as they brought Dr. Octopus in there. Uh, Did you watch the animated one? Uh, the Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. No. Oh, see, that one I recommend. That one's pretty Skip good. Shawshank. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't checked out a new animated movie in a long. It's been a long time since I've uh, sought out an animated film. Um, I think that might have been the first one I'd watched in like fifteen years. Like in a long time, yeah. Like I'm not lining up to see the new Monsters movie or the new Toy Story. Well, I just or... heard, I heard it was really good, so I want. And I've, you know, Spider Man was my uh, superhero growing up. He was uh, your. I feel like you're more of a Batman guy. He was your personal superhero. Like he came he, and protected I you. Mean, he now, would, okay. Put now, it this Cam. Way. Now, this brings up an interesting point because Spider-Man, uh, fam- uh, famously known for uh, navigating around tall buildings. Now, Cam, you're from uh, a small town just outside of Orangeville, Ontario. Yeah, that's right. The closest town is Orangeville, Cam. What, what would you say the tallest building in Aaron, Ontario, was? There was rumors that there was a three-story building, but you couldn't see it from the outside. Right, right. You, you had to be in Aaron to see. Is it is Aaron like Wakanda? And as soon as you step into it, it becomes this glorious, uh, you know, like a visual playground of resources. It's more of a state of mind. The town itself. Uh, it's not really a town on its own. Interesting. Yeah, uh, but no, he wasn't my personal. He was he he was the guy that I had the action figures for. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had a Batman action figure, but I had a really good Spider-Man one with like you know fifteen joints on it. Right, it had the elbow joint, it had the wrist joint, had the shoulder joint, had the torso joint. Oh yes, um, toys the to, to, toys got better as they added more. Uh, oh yeah, because you don't want. Oh for sure, yeah. If you had the the Spider-Man that just had the leg. Well, that yeah. move back and forth, and the arms, and maybe the head. You're like, ugh, come on, you can't even do anything. Well, well, first it was no movement, just the entire action figure is one kind yeah. of thing, and then it became uh, sort of like what do you think about it as like a like a Barbie type? You know, the legs can swing back and forth, and the yeah. arms can go up and down. Uh, and then yeah. as soon and as that's the- when we got the bad reputation of these are dolls, and you go, and these aren't dolls; these are action figures action figures and then action. I, I think the next things to go were probably the elbows and knees 
Uh, I can recall that was the huge. I can recall the, the ankles feet move sometimes. Yeah, the, the, feet, the ankles. The feet, move. then wrist, um, neck movement occasionally, and like you said, the hip uh, movement. Because again, it doesn't need to be realistic. You can have your bottom half face in one way and your front half face in the other way. That's not. We don't care. I don't care about that. Did you ever have the GI Joes? Never had a GI Joe. No, I never big into the military ones. No, no, family's not a military. Uh, oh, my family's not either, family. but I just like them. I just like the guns, and I like to play. Uh, we used to have the little, um, you know, like the little toy soldiers. Fly from the film Toy green, Soldiers? Green, like the green toy soldiers, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, well, uh, like um, army men. You're not, you're, not talking, army you're not talking about an action figure based on the characters uh, in the film Small Soldiers. No. Okay. Uh, the little green army men. Um, I used to have, I remember fondly making, I used to have a lot of them. And we used to also have this like wood kit where um, it was like you could build log homes with, like it was like the stackables. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Build a, 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 I believe they're called Lincoln logs. Uh, probably, yeah. Lincoln logs. Um, and I'd build like fortresses and stuff like that with all these. Uh, military men and stuff it was a blast bring me right back to my childhood why not you can head down to the dollar store get yourself a pack of lincoln logs get yourself a couple packs of army men and you're set there we go so yeah that, that i i don't know i loved action figures growing up the gi joe guys um those are fun the parachute guys i mean you can't get enough of those weren't, the, weren't the parachute weren't the guy. parachute guys just the green army guys with little parachutes on them Okay, you tell me, is a Navy SEAL the same as a uh, general recruit? I'd say no. You know, oh, they no. look the same, yeah, but one comes out of a plane, and one's a basic bitch who operates the computer in Benghazi. Interesting. So I guess so. the Army men, okay, you know, a little beefier of a of an action figure anyways. Yeah, so I like the, uh, the uh, parachute men. I remember one time back in, uh, when I was in university at the time, we took them, uh, me and my friend, Jeremy, took them up to the top of his building in Toronto, which is probably like you know, 13, 14 stories, and threw them off. And then we'd go down the street, pick them back up. And like it was like 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. in the morning. And we're like literally in our pajamas, like little children. Jesus. And we get in the elevator, and we're about to go down, and then it goes up. And in our hands is the parachute man in between the fingers. And we're like, oh, no, this can't go up. This can't go up. This can't go up. Obviously, some lady gets on. And it's like, yeah, we're doing exactly what you think we're doing. Like, there's no, there's like, oh, damn kids must have left these out last night. Like, oh, <laughs> shame you, on them. You tried, right? you tried to play it off, the two of you. Like, me and my life partner are just picking up all of these uh, army men very early on. Yeah, I don't know. Look what we found on the street. Incredible. See, we would do that, um, but we, you know, maybe, I mean, you came from the sticks. I came from the woods, but uh, we would we would do discount parachute men, which was, you know, take like fishing line, a plastic bag, and an army man. You tie it to them yourself. Yeah. Uh, then I would throw them, my, my bedroom was over top of the backyard, the back deck in the pool. So it would be throw them out my bedroom window and then try to run downstairs fast enough that you could like jump up into the air and catch them before they went in. 
how'd that work out? It, it worked out pretty well. You know what? Um, now the, my parents like upgraded to hardwood, but before like you had to run through rooms which were carpet, which was great because you could get a good grip with your toes. Yeah. If it was just, we would be sli- and slipping and sliding around if it was just hardwood. But yeah, it would work to like a reasonable efficacy. It's not particular. It's not really far, and uh, you know, you cut, you clear the area. No, I have no siblings. No one's getting in my way. I just kind of clear the area, the running space, and then kind of like make sure the dog doesn't run through. It would be good. Damn, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, yeah I guess you had to find out games for yourself when you're growing up without any brothers and sisters, eh? Uh, you know what? I don't I don't remember. I mean, I certainly would have played that game by myself, but I recall playing that game with friends all the time. Oh, you had friends. See, the thing with living yes, in the Cam, country is... You, but the thing is, you can't really see your friends often unless your parents drive you to them. Right? Oh, if I was a, if I was an only child of divorce in the country, you might might as well just play Pokemon Snap Start, and blow your brains out. I was gonna say, you might as well start writing your uh, manifesto. Yeah, you, fucking you, start the mani- well. start the manifesto right there. Yeah, I mean, even uh, like my best friend growing up was uh, right. Yeah, thirty five second walk around. I could see my other best friend's house. Like we could see each other from our front yards. He was like on a, up a hill a little bit, but uh, there was never a. Yeah, it was kind of like I could stand outside and see three of my friends and be like, "Hey, what are what are we doing today?" And uh, I yeah, think I was the, the only the game today. I was the only one who never didn't have a sibling, so my house often became the place to go just because it was kind of free. No, there there free were range, rules. Yeah. There were rules. There it certainly was not a no rules household, but you know, yeah. my mom would you know. What make, was the rule for the kitchen? What about the kitchen? Like, were you guys allowed to eat like? make food or eat whatever you want or was that like a highly contented area where it's like don't go in there mom would make a mess mom would make us always like hot dogs and uh, like mom would always bring out like hot dogs and potato salad that would be her kind of thing even even when i was like in high school and we would have long band practices all day you know when we'd be taking a break mom would come down with like a tray of you know wieners and uh wieners bangers and mash and um yeah, she yeah she would she would always partake in that, but there was never a room that was off limits. If anything, uh, you know, the more the more we play, the, like we just we just played in all the rooms, creating so much more landscape. Yeah. You know, my bedroom was, you know, the good guys' base, and then the basement was the bad guys' base, and then mm-hmm. the kitchen was some other planet. Uh, you know, because we were all we were all Star Wars action figures, so it would have been like every ah, every yes, room was a different situation going on and then of course the backyard had its own set of rules i'm sure no millennium falcon in the pool that was a that was like a personal rule like i would let the action figures in the pool but not like the bigger things right yeah you just can't let you can't risk it because my toys are fucking played with and it's so fun to see them now i mean when my like little nieces and nephews come over like the first thing they ask is for me to bring out like the two Rubbermaid bins of toys that uh that my oh, mom is kept for them. Uh, of course, right? Well, I mean, the niece and nephews are coming up; they need something to play with. And I always kept such good care of my toys. I never, I threw you know, threw them against a wall or smudged their faces intentionally. They all, you know, of course, there's some paint that scratched away because I played with these toys for fucking all the entire time i ever five years yeah 25 years the entire time i ever played with toys so to see these things and then still they're not in collectors uh you know um 
condition, but they're in such a like loved they're in condition. Play, playable condition. I have these. So it was my neighbors uh, are just kind of that like twenty years older than I am, or like the you know fifteen, ten to fifteen, like that one Your chunk. Current of, current neighbors. Uh, I I don't know where they live now, but uh, they. Oh, you know, I thought you meant of, like where you live, like right now in Toronto. No, no, I said where I live. Never mind. Um, okay, where you live. But they had the first ever run of Star Wars action figures, which was exactly like we were saying with that kind of like Barbie thing of like their upper torso, their arms move butt right. frat and, and they already back. have the bend at the elbow and it's like ah, some that, of them that, would a that. lot of them would be straight and their knees would be straight too so ah, you would tough. just be kind of walking like you know with your legs straight and then they gave me all of their toys so I had new and old Star Wars versions like old Luke Skywalker new Luke Skywalker and their toys were equally as played with so it was, uh, you know, they would like bury them in the sand and then you'd dig them up a couple days later and I would do the same shit, you know, uh, like I said, yeah, th- strap parachute to somebody, fucking throw them into the pool, try to run and catch. Yeah. I used to have a lot of cars. That was my thing. I used to have a lot of, um, like dinky cars and whatnot. And I still like having them around. I mean, I think I have one on my desk. Yeah. we got one right here. A 1970 Challenger. Just something I've always kind of had a lot of. And then one day I came home and I had them all arranged on a a shelf, like 50 of them, right? And they were gone. I'm like, where'd they go? And my parents like, we gave them to, you know, whatever niece and nephew. And I was kind of like, ah, that makes sense. I haven't played them for a few years. But looking back, I'm like, there were one or two where I would have liked to have, you know, had those ones at least. And I ended up keeping this one. Yeah, Cam, that was one of the silliest decisions you've ever made. If I t- were to ask my mom, like, to this day, uh, you know, give me, like, a top four or five life regrets you have. And definitely in that top five of hers would be I gave away my whole Barbie collection. You know, she was a kid in the 60s. She had Barbies. Uh, yeah. But then, of course, you know, through moving around and at one point, I think she said she gave them to, like, a little girl down the street. Uh, and you know admirable at the time I'm sure she was probably a teenager like I don't care but now my mom now especially being a homeowner for so so many years having the space to put a couple of old toys she's like shit I just really wish I still had that you know, just to I'd ca- be okay with like five of them I don't need like that all of them well I mean however whatever the X amount of kind of uh kind of things were but if the space is there cam i mean i have these you know i mean all these so i've condensed all of my toys into these two rubbermaid containers kind of like the big ones yeah. that you would you know yeah, move i know with. the ones and they fit they're stacked on top of each other beside the washer dryer at my parents place literally taking up no space i mean for me it's sort of like well I, you know, I, I did get rid of a lot of toys and things like that and clothes and stuff from when I was a kid. And I kind of condensed it down to these little two things. And it's like, look, that's probably those bins are probably going to be there for the rest of my life. Right. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to go back and look at it and be like, ah, it brings back all the fun memories of it. I, yeah, I guess I kind of wish I had a few more. No, I think that's one of those things. My wish uh, I kept the Lego. The Lego. See, yeah, everyone has that one thing. I voluntarily gave away my Pokemon cards. I was totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept my favorites, though. I kept, like, the best Pokemon and Digimon the cards ones. that I had. 
the rare ones and just kind of like the ones that I liked or I think there was like a couple like evolution chains that I had and I had like the whole Ooh, set. Right? I had a Mewtwo with three attacks uh, and I had never seen a card that had three moves. It all, I mean, every card always had one or two and yeah. I got one with three. So I was like, this is, this is a, this is a keeper. Who knows how much any of that shit's worth. I don't care if it's worth zero. Yeah, it could be worth forty cents. Could be worth a hundred dollars. It's and more I, I, the uh, how much they're worth in your heart. And I don't think I care either way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But other than that, um, it's great to it's great to have those toys to go back to. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, old reminiscences, I got a fun game for us to bring us back to a few years, maybe ten years ago. We'll say. You want to play? I mean, I'll say, oh shit, Cam, you were on such a roll with this segue. I was waiting for you to I give me the okay. Hate, I always hate interrupting you when you are segueing because I always feel, I always feel like Cam, you, you'll get on a segue. I'll cut you off halfway through, uh, and then really make the story about myself. Where that's not true. The story ah. should be about you. This is your segment, um, Cam. Well, so I'm this- gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. I'm taking a look at the whiteboard. Uh, it does say specifically Cam segment. Um, Cam segment. Now we wrote it in red, which is usually the uh, the color we write things that will probably need to be heavily edited. Heavily edited. Well, I don't know. You you wrote it. I don't think that's my writing, or maybe that's one of the producers. Oh, God damn it. Um, God damn interns. Maybe uh, those other guys. What are the dic- who are the dictionary guys who hang out here? I don't know. Uh, uh, this guy named James, uh, I think. He, uh, I think we fuck. hired him on. We're not paying him anything, but he they, wants the exposure or some bullshit. Yeah, they have. They have. I, the sh- I, I endorse them on LinkedIn. Yeah, they have the show after Delia's hour, which, by the way, um, this uh, the two season of Pod Studio is open to. Uh, those who do want to podcast, but of course, if you want to broadcast your show on the network, um, you need to. There is a bit of a financial changing of hands. It's not much. It's a hundred bucks. All it costs is a hundred bucks. Delia's been like three months late on his uh, on his studio rent time. Cam, is this yeah, something that we? He hasn't posted anything on LinkedIn or on. Is this Instagram something we should be concerned about? He's good for it. I mean, he's. He's, he's all good. over the Netflix. He's, a, he's, so. an LA, he's an L.A. comedian on Netflix. He's an L.A. He, comedian. What we, could possibly go wrong? Nothing could go wrong for you. We know you have the money. Um, I don't really want to make this about this thing because, again, Cam, like I just said before, you get halfway through a segue and then I make it about myself. So, Cam, I'm right. going to uh, take a step back, as it were, um, figuratively, not literally, because I do think I do need to be close to the microphone. And if I took a step back, our... Uh, you know, the gain would sort of be all over the place. Listeners wouldn't be able to hear me. So, Cam, I'm going to figuratively take a step back from the microphone and let you uh, continue with your segue. Well, the segue that kind of got killed now, it's, it's over, <laughs> was bringing it back 10 years. We're going to be looking at the top eight. That's right, people. It's a March Madness bracket for... One hit wonders from the era of 2000, men only. That means there's a follow up for women. Oh, actually, <laughs> that's wrong. Okay, yeah, that's don't wrong. Re- it's, it's, re- eight, it's eight people. It's not men only. It's 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 a mix. Re- yeah, rephrase that next time because I do I do like that you said uh, the females list would come later, but I feel like you should get to that before you say like men only. 
You know, you should guys, uh, guys, stuff. Anyways, this isn't this isn't Segway. Uh, this isn't the Segway seg class. Uh, this is March Madness. I'm playing. I'm gonna run the gauntlet. Uh, eight teams. If you don't know how a bracket works, Google search March Madness bracket for dumbasses, and then I'm pretty sure like the first image uh, will pop up. You'll have a little idea of this. All right. So first off, and I'll you know what? I'm not even gonna say I'm not even gonna say the same name. I'm gonna sing it. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Cam, I just wanna may, may I say one more thing before we start with this? Uh, we were sure. talking. About, Cut we me were, off again. Cut uh, me off again. Th this th th this was a list that was in the works for a little bit while, and uh, we thought to ourselves separating men and women and things like that. And looking into, I just want to make sure. Did you look into? I would like to know your definition of a one hit wonder because I think there are a few schools of thought okay so one hit wonder is not for like the true fans or it's like oh but I think they had like seven or eight good songs it's for like the one time real radio plays where it's like these people got big or they got on the charts and that's about it right they you didn't really hear much from them on the radio ever again so if someone comes back and they're like, no, they had that album in 2009 that rocked. It's like to you and your friends, not the rest of the world. That's 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 exactly it. That is exactly it. Um, I do believe that at one point there was a uh, some people have tried to define what the qualification is and that it is you only have one song that cracks the Billboard top 50. Or um, using things like this, uh, sometimes, like let's say, uh, you could you could sometimes even consider solo artists of bands to be one-hit wonders. That's where it gets a bit weird, you know. If a lead singer from a band who has multiple hits puts out a hit that you know, and under their solo release only cracks the top fifty one time, are they a one-hit wonder? Even though they've achieved so much with their other group, it's uh, it is kind of hard to say. Okay, well, let's jump into this. Uh, if there's any disagreements, feel free to email the show. Starting off, and I think you'll know this one immediately. <laughs> Making my way downtown, walking fast, holding fast. That's right, folks. It's Vanessa Carlton with a thousand miles versus Stacy's mom is kind of going on. And that's by Fountain of Wayne, a classic. This is a big one. This is a big one. Stacy's mom and Thousand Miles, right? Is that what's called? Th thousand. Yeah. yeah, Thousand Miles. Um, both what? Yeah, both. I think fall in that category of having that one song that cracked the tops anything um i wonder you know i'm sure the true fans of vanessa carlton are screaming at us no she had that other single uh Bullshit. she may have had that other single who knows but uh, that's Founds not the one people remember <laughs> that's not the people one one people remember founds of wayne though definitely only had that one song uh and i wonder if both of those acts are even going to this day i'm sure they are in some incredibly small capacity so who do you got this one's tough. I'm really not. I really don't have an affinity to either song. Uh, it's not like one, you know, defined a time of my life or something. Uh, Stacy's mom is funnier, but I'm go I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vanessa Carlton. Uh, I'm gonna say she is more. I believe she is more talented than uh, than the latter. So a thousand miles is going on to the second round. 
I agree with that one 100% because that was also in that movie, uh, Be Careful What You Wish For, with Hilary Duff, where she wished that her brother was gone. Family movie, of course. And then she had a completely different life, and she was very sad because, you know, she got what she wished for, but she should have been careful. Cue the song. Oh, wait. So Hillary Hillary Duff wanted. Hillary Duff wished that her brother was never born, and then she woke up one morning, and it was as if her brother brother, was born. But she was in a different life, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you know what's super dark about that particular like like style of story structure? I feel because you know I feel like that's a bit that's probably been played out in other sitcoms or anything. Is that we don't see the character, you know, the main character, the protagonist, like dealing with the grief of the death, essentially, of a loved one. We always kind of skip no. past it, and it's like more like what their life is now is worse. But no, the entire duration of the film, presumably, they are going through uh, those five stages of grief. One of the five stages of grief, Gabadab or something, Abadab. Uh it's uh, depression. Dab, 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 it's, there's depression, some... uh, emotion, uh, ignorance, uh, avoid at all costs, uh, pretend it never happened. I think that's what it is. Uh, and, uh, and the final one, that's you can't how I forget, deal with it at least. And the final one, you can't forget, number six, bury it down below. <laughs> bury it, never talk about <laughs> it. Never talk about it. Uh, that's the next one. Yeah, dab and nab. Um, Cam, why don't you bring Die with it. Okay, <laughs> next up. Um, so we have uh, coming up, and this one I think you all know it. I'll tell you my dirty little secret. Don't tell anyone. Just another secret. Just another secret. Hope you can keep it. My dirty little secret. Who has to know? All American Rejects. Dirty little secret. Versus, uh, I think you're gonna know this one because who the fuck doesn't? As we go on. We remember all the times we had together. That's a vitamin C special. Uh, have I don't know if she's even alive anymore to come back from that one. That's vitamin C with graduation in brackets, friends forever. Um, now, Cam. Now, I'm glad that we earlier on in uh, earlier on, just before the list started, tried to or attempted to define at least what a what a, what a, who you know kind of qualifies in that one hit wonder. Because Cam, I love that, and of course, there's always wild cards that sneak it into any bracket. But I don't believe that the Amer- All American Rejects are a one hit wonder. They had Move Along. They had Dirty Little Secret. Oh my God. They had. They might have, um, to, get, they might have to get canceled off this list then. Uh, they had that other track. Um, the uh, fuck, I can't hear it in my head right now. Was the word little or fire? Move, swing, swing. They had, I would say, they had three. No, nope, don't know ch- that one. It's not real. <laughs> um, however, though, you know, I mean, and, uh, people are always entering playoff situations through nefarious means. So we, we will give the All American rejects that. But I gotta say, the Vitamin C song. That 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 one. That one is a little bit of a slide in there. Vi- uh, vitamin C, I, I, that that was her. That was the one hit, and it's incredible to write a hit that gets played um, all the time. Like you know that, uh, <clears throat> like the like the song they play at hockey games, like the da na 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 na. Hey, like it's amazing that Gary Glitter was able to write just one song 
collect royalties from sports leagues for years, and then it was up to him that he chose to use it on uh, purchasing underage girls in Thailand. That was completely up to him. That's his choice. That's his. That's his choice. You know, I mean, we chose to probably uh, turn a blind eye, but it is amazing that somebody can write one piece of music like this. Um, and vitamin C is no different than that. You know, uh, the only difference between her and an, another graduation uh, theme song standout, Green Day, is that Green Day just had a couple more songs. Because, of course, yeah. every graduating slideshow had both Time of Your Life and Vitamin C as we go on. Um, as it should. As it should. I think an artist in the future, maybe we should start writing, uh, like, happier, upbeat, <laughs> like, moving on songs. Um, that, you know, rejoice in celebrating that life keeps keeps evolving at a slightly t uh, upper tempo so we can kind of dance to it. Uh, you, I know, you don't want to dance. You want to cry. That's the whole point of saying goodbye. Oh, okay. See, I've never said goodbye before. Uh, Cam, I'm going to say... I just ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> I, I bury, bury it deep down below. <laughs> bury it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with vitamin C on this one. I haven't graduated anything in a while, but I bet they're still playing her songs. Vitamin C takes the win. Mm -hmm. uh, this one's a per. This, one, this next one is a personal favorite of mine. And um, funny little story about this next song. And I want you to picture this: this guy who lives or has a cottage on my lake and in uh, Halliburton has like a mad expensive boat, like a couple hundred thousand dollar boat. I, I believe and I. This, I believe yeah. I saw it the other day. You did see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And the first time I see this boat, he rolls up and he chats with us and then he pulls away. And this is the song that he plays and I didn't even know how to react. You and up, leave your eyes. If 10 million fireflies lit up the world as I fell asleep. Cause they'll fill the open air and they'll leave teardrops everywhere. You'd think it's true, but I would just stand and stare. I'd like to make myself believe. That's right. It's Fireflies by Owl City. Um, how do you react to that when you see a $200,000 boat blasting that onto a lake? You know, um, do you feel respect? <laughs> do you feel like, what? Like, how, what, how do you react? What's a good reaction to that? Because see, because that's, because that, that was two things at one time. I've never seen an adult listening to owl city and Ex i don't think i've ever seen exactly. i don't think i've ever seen a man listening to owl city either so uh that's kind of like a twofer that would catch me off that would really catch me off guard yeah it definitely threw me off guard. was he uh, especially also and i i can't remember specifically what he looked like but the heavier set he is that the more surprising it would be a skinny guy yeah i definitely picture a skinny guy listening to owl city but a plump large individual i just can't picture it no yeah um, so we're facing that up against the next one. This, uh, this is a song hated by much after much radio play. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. Times Square can't shine as bright as you. I swear it's true. And you gotta give the eyes when you're singing that one. That's right, everyone. It's Plain White Tees. Hey there, Delilah. Yeah, Cam, I could hear the poutiness in uh oh. I could hear the poutiness in you when you sung that when you sung that. Okay, so what we have what we have here is plain white tees and owl city. Um God, this is a terrible matchup. This is two of like the bottom teams in the league. Or this would be like a 
Yeah, you know, you know, there's all there's the one series in every playoff matchup that you just don't care. You know, about it's not going to take it to the win. Yeah, or it's either, your Phoenix, or, sorry, Arizona Coyotes versus who the, who gives a fuck, right? You're like, <laughs> I don't care. That's exactly it. I think in this yeah. year's NBA, it was uh, so far it's been um, it was Houston OKC. I watched a game. It ended pretty fun. I don't care about the series, though. Um, Plain White Tees and Owl City are both the other, like, that side of, like, emo and pop punk, too. Being a fan of the genre, like, being a fan of, you know, emo music, pop punk music in high school, they were the ones that was even for me. You're like, ah, that's a little bit too much. You're a little bit too on one side or on, you know, one side or the other. Kind of like that mass appealing. I picture like the uh, like the uh, the pop punk girls in high school, like the plain white tees and Owl City. Yeah. And for us, you're just and they wore like, a lot of checkered stuff and Vans. Yes, and, uh, ch- uh, checkered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Checkered was a big. Uh, when's that going to make a comeback? Uh, the Dicky Dicky shorts. I used to have a couple pair of Dickies. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a good look on my, uh, you know, probably hairless white calves. Um, oh, hairless white calves. That's a. There's another name for a band. That's a, God, that's, that's a band name. Um, I don't. I don't care one bit who wins this series. So <laughs> we're gonna flip a coin. We're gonna flip a coin. Heads playing white tees. Tails Owl City, and we got. Oh, I hope that flip picked up on Mike. Uh, we got heads playing white tees. Uh, All right. Hey there, Delilah, taking it. Hey there, Delilah, takes the cake on that one. Next up uh, was a song that uh, I remember personally because I we used to have one kid in our uh, class used to sing it a lot and really pull out those heartstrings. Closed up from love, I didn't need the pain. Once or twice was enough, but it was all in vain. Time starts to pass before you know it, you're frozen. Oh, I keep pleading, keep, keep pleading love. That's right, it's Leona Lewis, Bleeding Love. Um, Versus, this one's a hot, this one's pretty hot. It just takes some time, little bit, a little bit after run. Over, over, it'll be alright. Over, over, it'll be alright. That's Jimmy Eat World with the middle. That one slaps. Wow. Yeah, this is a good one, Cam. When you're singing these songs, also, thanks. I appreciate for you singing these songs. Therefore, our YouTube audience won't be, uh,. You know, we won't get kicked off YouTube for putting up all these, uh, like, original audio clips. Bleeding Love, that track is huge. Cam, I would love to hear you sing it with um, a little more... uh, A little more... Passion? Exactly, right? It is a passionate song. The, uh, I don't care what they say, I'm in love with you. Um, But the name Leona Lewis, I've never heard that name before you know certainly the definition of uh or you know of of that kind of one hit wonder thing but cam just like the all-american rejects squeaked in there somehow i need to question um how how these guys how jimmy eat world also snuck into um the thing you know because they had uh they had a couple more songs i think i don't know so the next biggest song is sweetness okay yeah that was a good one okay so i'm gonna pull this up sweetness and see where it landed on the trucks we need to see 
again, we need to have, and they also had to track uh, the uh, it takes my pain away. Never mind. There's a hundred times. I've, I saw them once in concert. They actually put on a pretty damn good show. It brings us back to the what is a one-hit wonder. The true, I mean, you know, I mean. I, even, I think most people would not know the song Sweetness. That's a good point. Um, uh, so, I'm, doing, I'm doing a quick look right here, Cam. I think, uh, again, we would have to reposition what our definition is because both The Middle and Pain both uh, reach number one on the rock tracks. So it is tough to say, like, I understand what you're saying. My dad may recognize one Jimmy Eat World song and know they're a one-hit one, call them a one-hit wonder. And he knows the middle. Of course, I, I, no, I'm going to say pain. My father, uh, I, I, just, I think of pain. So I think he would know that song and probably hold you it dear. You, when I think of my father, I think of pain. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, for sure. No, if you, uh, you know. <laughs> if you saw what I put him through as a kid. Oh, exactly. No, I knocked. I knocked uh, my dad's like one of my dad's front teeth out. Um, yeah. Like like a few weeks ago. So yeah, it's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot what of pain you get for not coming back with my Marlboros, Dad. Well, that's what it was, right? He finally came back, and I was like, "You left all this time for Marlboro Golds." I and slapped you didn't him. Fucking get me a pack. He didn't get me a pack. Jesus Christ! You didn't get me a Netflix carton of Marlboro Golds. That's uh, that's the order. Um, so because of that, I gotta say, I, the, the passion of the bleeding love song, um, is a song that we hear at when I, you know, stuff at Casa Loma concerts all the time. That's a big track for a very strong-voiced female singer to really belt yeah, out there. Like it me. sounds just like you, just like Cam Cam Leclaire taking jobs away from women since 1994. Cam Leona Lewis is going uh, forward to the next round. Bleeding love. Okay. Well, I think considering she'll be facing off, well, let's just get this out of the way. Um, Bleeding Love is going to be facing off against Hey There Delilah. Should I just wipe Hey There Delilah off the charts? Uh, well, that's a good point. You know, of course, Hey There Delilah uh, uh, getting to the next round through the infamous coin flip. Um, I'm, I, I think it's safe to say, yeah, I think Bleeding Love is going to definitely take that second round. I don't feel the passion in Hey There Delilah, maybe because my name's go. not Delilah. So I find it hard to identify with both the protagonist and the, uh, the, the, the subject, the muse of the song. Now, so th this next one's going to be tricky, and what I'm going to do to make it a little bit easier for you is I'm going to sing the last verse of the songs, okay? Okay. Okay, so for a thousand miles, picture this, you're at a concert, you have uh, Vanessa Carlton there, you know, she's your dream girl, you've been waiting all night for me to sing this song, and it's coming to the close, it's coming right to the end of um, the show. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I could fall. Oh, yeah. If I could fall. Oh, that doesn't make sense. I don't know this part. Oh, well, cancel into the, that. Into the sky. Fuck. Do you think time would pass? No, me that's by? what I thought, but it says, if I could fall into the sky. Oh, if I could fall into the sky, do you think time would pass me by? Cause you know I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just see you. If I could just hold you tonight. Oh my, how does your heart wow. feel right now? 
I know. I feel like I'm watching Vanessa Carlton on that uh, parade float, like in the music video. I can just feel it. I can see it. Oh, I think I... God. And then the last one, I guess it's just the same as the chorus. As we go... I think I prefer the better. I think I prefer the better. And so we talked all night about the rest of our lives. When we were gone, we were turned turn 25. I kept thinking times will never change. Kept thinking times will never be the same. But when we leave this car year, we won't be coming back. No more hanging out because we're on a different track. And I forgot to tell you that you need to say. You better say it right now because you don't have another day. Because when we're moving on, we can't slow down. These memories are playing like a film without sound. And I keep thinking about that night in June I didn't know much about love but it came too soon fuck wow that was yeah holy smokes step aside Lil Kim I think Cam LeClaire is ready to take another job away from a uh, you know a qualified woman. woman A qualified, uh, somebody else who's qualified, Cam. So what we're looking at here is vitamin C versus uh, Vanessa Carlton. Um, God, I didn't know there was so much. Uh, it was such like a rap there in the verse. Oh, yeah. Oh, that first verse is like, it's so hip and fly, you know? That be- and so that we being- talked last night about the rest of our lives. You know? that, that being said, off the top of my head, uh, I cannot hear what the verses in A Thousand Miles sounds like. I mean, of course, we all know the chorus and the little doodly-doodly-doo, but I, I mean, just in terms of right now. Do you want right me to now, sing a different one? I can the, sing a different one. The staying power right now is that, no, before you sung... Uh, that before you sung that vitamin C bit, I knew that was yeah. kind of the, how the verse played out. It was like a dan 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 I can't even hear what the verse of Thousand Miles would be like. It's making my way downtown, walking fast, fastest pace, and homebound. Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making my way through the crowd. I mean, Cam, you're almost getting there. What does the bridge sound like? And I need you. And I miss you. Ba 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 ba. And now I wonder. I think that's the bridge, right? Because that bridge is the verse and the chorus. I would probably right? call that the pre-chorus, and the part that I'd call oh. the bridge is the like. Probably like after the second chorus okay. is probably yeah. where the bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, let me see if I can find that. You don't have to find it. I I, I can. That's you okay. Know, you know, that's okay for me, or that's okay for you. Uh, no, it's okay. I won't find Who's it. Who's it okay for? Um, guys, this one's okay this for? one's tough. I think. Uh, I think just due to its name. I mean, if you want to assure your music is played forever, just write a song, t- literally titled "A Thing That Will Continue to Happen Forever." Graduation, ser- there people will always be graduating. Oh no! Until oh, they, you're until, gonna take that until oh, no. schools, until <laughs> schools and all other educational institutions are wiped off the face of this planet. Graduating will continue to occur. Vitamin, Vitamin C, C with, with the, the upset. Ultimate. 
Holy smokes, Vanessa Carlton and the whole bench is crying. They can't believe the upset. The betters are going to be losing lots of money in Vegas tonight because vitamin C is coming home with the W. Vitamin C is coming home. The the 1,000 mile walk home for Vanessa Carlton. Uh, oh, dude! Is, I was watching it, the Bruins game the other day, and they had the best call at the end of it. Cause you know Jack Edwards, right? Yes. He so he, they they watch out the Hurricanes, and there's like five seconds left in the game, and he goes, "They said Hurricane season ends November 31st, but today the Bruins, for a second year straight, send the Hurricanes packing." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh God, that was good. That Thank was you good for one. that, Jack Edwards." Okay, wow. I did not see this coming. Um, we have uh, two ladies uh, that definitely would be considered one-hit wonders with Vitamin C and Leona Lewis, Bleeding Love versus Graduation oh in brackets, Friends Forever. Friends Forever? Okay, I'm glad, I'm, glad there's a, I'm glad there's a bracket there. Um, God, this one's tough. This one is this one's truly a battle, uh, you know. And March Madness is uh, throughout the years is filled with Cinderella stories, and I think uh, Vitamin C coming up is the is the Cinderella story we all need. Um, besides bleeding love, uh, God, this one's tough. Now here is where we step aside from the practicality of the song. Of course, we were just saying Vitamin C graduation will be played on every graduation, you know. But uh, I mean, what you maybe have. T- one, two, two definite graduations in your life, you know, kind of like an elementary school and a high school. Some people have middle school in the middle. Um, but it's very small, a smaller number, smaller number than certainly, I think, on the other side, the amount of times one's heart will be broken in a lifetime. I mean, I'm sure, sure, there are those high school sweethearts out there who never face a devastating mm-hmm. loss in their life, but there are, uh, there are Romeos and Juliets all over the planet. All over the planet, getting their heart broken in two, they just keep bleeding after this. Uh, after this heartbreak, I think the story of of bleeding love is something that we will all continue to experience, possibly I, I, I equally as long as financial institu- or sorry educational institutions will be graduating um, young students. And I think because of that, I think the the realness of what we've all felt, all having our hearts broken at one point or another. I think Leona Lewis knew what she was talking about. She knew what she was writing. She knew the the words she was putting to paper. And she's walking home with this victory. Wow. I don't even know what to say. Um, oh, this is not, this is unprecedented. Just like 2020 has been a tough year, uh, a Leona Lewis coming home with a victory that no one, I repeat, no one saw coming. No, I cer- that, cer- certainly not I we, because we are bleeding you, love. I certainly didn't see it coming, Cam, mainly because you made the list. So there was no way I could have seen this coming uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, but Cam, you know, now is, of course, the time. How, how did your list uh, shape up? So um, I would have had a thousand miles at the top. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I would have gone the middle. Then uh, Fireflies, Stacy's Mom, Dirty Little Secrets, uh, Bleeding Love, Hey There Delilah. So pretty low on my list. 
Wow, yeah, that was uh, our lists almost seemed like they were uh, reversed at some point. Cam, I mean, now, I, for oh, I got one more thing. Okay, for the fans at home that want to listen to that playlist, uh, follow me on Spotify, Cam to see the full thing and play it for your friends. You can play the full eight songs. Uh, you can play March Madness at home. It's actually pretty damn easy. Um, <laughs> Quite easy. All you do is make a list and then talk about it for 35 and a half minutes. Because uh, that's what we're doing here on the show. Um, we've pivoted recently. You know, we're always trying new things. Um, Kim Mitchell is staying very to his script, playing alternately himself, Rush, and the Tragically Hip. It's kind of become more of like a Canadiana channel mm-hmm. more than anything else. Yes, sir. He's slipping, uh, you know, slipping the odd American, kind of doing like a reverse CanCon. You know, instead of like a three to one ratio, it's like a one to three. He's trying to do everyone a little bit of help. Of course, the guys at, uh, fuck, what are the dictionary? Schuster and Webster. Is that what his name? No, fuck. Schuster and Webster? Something like that. Webster they, and uh, Schumer? Of course, you know, we're building on with that show, the Dalia show. Um, do you want your voice to be heard on the Two Season to Pod Network? Uh, let us know, twoseasonedapod at gmail.com. Do you want to ask us any questions, possibly some financial opportunities? Again, twoseasonedapod at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Now, do you have a new game for us this week, Cam, or are we going to push it next week? You know what, Cam? We've uh, been subjected the listeners to almost an hour a of uh, yeah. of us of us speaking, Cam. One thing I like about the show is that, again, I'm the one facing the whiteboard today, uh, so you can't you can't see the whiteboard. Sort of all the general notes that are written down. Uh, we could, you know, we're gonna hold uh, we're gonna hold off a new little fun game until next week. So, like we were trying to do last week, remember, Cam? Teasing things for next week. Stay right. tuned. We have a new game. Stay tuned, we have a new game. And I guess that means we're probably not getting to the word of the day either then. Of course we can, Cam. You just said it right there. What are we calling this thing? Uh, I think this game has had four different iterations of it. Uh, elements of reverse balderdash, and now it's Urban Dictionary exclusive. Or is it a word of the day element? Or are you just sort of looking for words on Urban Dictionary? Uh, well, no, I try and find a word on Urban Dictionary that I think would be a good reverse balderdash, which is the name of the game. I try and find a word on Urban Dictionary that would be a good reverse balderdash. Name Interesting. Game. Is okay. the name of the game. Okay. Okay. So, um, I guess I say the word and then I give a definition or a sentence and you have to guess what the definition is, right? Okay. Okay. So the word is pimp nails. Pimp nails. Cool. Used in a sentence is, in 50 Cent's pimp video, Snoop Dogg was showing off his pimp nails. Snoop Dogg was showing off his pimp nails. Yeah. Huh, okay. So, can you repeat the sentence? Sorry. Uh, In 50 Cent's, sorry, in 50 Cent's P-I-M-P video, Snoop Dogg was showing off his pimp nails. God, I'm Word trying to is pimp nails. Okay, pimp nails. Okay, so let's backtrack. Um, so I don't know what you heard about me, but if you can't get a dollar out of me, no Cadillac or person can see that I'm a motherfucking PIMP. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's there's some good clues. Uh, oh wait, that wasn't even Snoop Dogg saying it. God, so what is he doing in that movie? He or sorry in that in that video he has like that he has like the pimp hat, the furry pimp hat. He's got the 
fucking cane. He's got the uh, the uh, the pimp chalice. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. Pimp nails are uh, are the expensive luxuries or rewards, if you will, from leading a successful pimp clan. You know, you you're you're such a good pimp. You have so much money. You spend it on these jewels, these extravagant items, and it's you showing off these extravagant items. Um, so, no, let's <laughs> put it bluntly. No, you got a little bit off there. A pimp nail is actually the long pinky nails used to scoop and snort cocaine. Ah, the old pimp nail. See, I don't, I guess pimps would do coke. For some reason, I don't picture pimps doing drugs. That's not like those two things don't mix in my mind. I mean, I don't think they're advertised for it, but I think they would. Because, see, I would always um, just call, or I would think people, like, if you see somebody with that long pinky, I would always just in my head call it a coke nail just because it's used for coking. That's what I thought, too, yeah. But uh, obviously, where, we're not the So right it's definition. not used for pimping, though. I guess it's like you have so much shit that, uh, you know, you're a fucking pimp and you can do blow all the time. Yeah, I'm reading through the lyrics here. There's nothing that talks about doing coke in the song uh, P-A-M-P. Um, man, this hoe, you gotta have her when I'm done. I ain't gonna give her, you know, man, bitches come and go. Every neighbor pimping no. Uh, this ain't no secret. You gotta keep it on the low. Bitch, choose me. I'll have you stripping in the street. There's generally nothing in here that's talking about doing coke. Interesting. Yeah. Catch a date, suck a dick, shit trick. You know, I, you tell me. Is, is that about coke? I think no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, that's um, and one thing I love about the reverse balderdash. We're expanding our uh, our knowledge more than anything else. Yeah, we're just trying to stay hip. Um, great, Cam. Uh, I've got one for you if you're looking for something. Ooh, I love games. Oh. Um. Well, okay. One more game here, Cam. Here we go. We've got dog shot. Dog shot. Could you use that in a sentence, please? Could I use that in a sentence, please? Of course. <clears throat> I was talking to a girl at the bar. Then my ex came up and gave me a dog shot. Whew, this is tricky. Um, my ex gave me a dog shot. I'm going to go ahead and think that it's some form of cock blocking. That's my final answer. Some form of cock blocking final answer. It's not the right answer, though, Cam. Um, if you get in a dog shot, you're getting punched without, like, looking. Like, oh, you, you punch from damn. behind. You weren't paying attention. You didn't know. Uh, maybe another word for a sucker punch. But um, that's a dog shot. Uh, that's a fun one. Um, going to start using that. Yeah, don't know how, but uh, I'll find a way. Yeah, I'm not often hitting people, let alone hitting them without a little bit tricky. Yeah, <laughs> it's pimp nails a little bit hard to use in sentence, uh, especially not as a cocaine doer. It is really tough for me to get those uh, two things together. And that was uh, that was some reverse balderdash cam. I gotta get a theme song rocking for that uh, reverse balderdash. We'll find something out. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we'll find something. Well, we've already hit the hour mark, so uh, I think we got to make an executive decision: do we keep Kim Mitchell banging at the door, or do we um, do we log off? I think uh, Kim Mitchell, similar to Jeff Rosenstock, needs to keep banging at the door because. Yeah, I'm gonna die. <laughs>
This is our studio. This is our studio. Uh, our na- our yeah. names are uh, over top of the building, over top of the studio. I see that red light that says live. Uh, still going, so I think we need to give the fans what they want to hear. We need to give them our final game of the day. Of course, it is a little bit of headliner asinine. Hey, 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 Headline or asinine. We all know how it's played. There's a bunch of headlines back and forth. We got to figure out which one or ones are fakes. Cam, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna kick off with my first headline. Ready for it? it? Yeah. For it? Lemonade stand in Illinois robbed at gunpoint. Well, you know, Illinois has been uh, seeing some tough times lately. Luckily, they're not seeing the hurricane coming through, but uh, it's a tough city to live in, and uh, everybody got to make a dollar. You know, a lot of people with those pimp nails out there got to fill them up, so I'm going to go ahead and say that's a headline. Damn right that's a headline, and it is. It is. It's happened uh, somewhere in Illinois, in uh, Peoria, Illinois. Um, two 13-year-old boys were operating a lemonade stand outside their house when they got approached uh, in a car by two men. One of them had a gun. Uh, they took the cash box these two guys had um, with that had about 30 bucks in it. Um, and that's about that. Of course, they called the cops. Community's kind of, you know, it's rallying together, you know, to give these boys, you know, these boys are just trying to make a, make a little bit of buck and bring some joy to people's lives. And the community has, uh, raised a bunch of money to, uh, help these two, um, you know, encourage them not to give up, including raising over $3,500 through Facebook fundraisers and PayPal donations. So you can donate your own if you want these 13-year-old uh, white men, uh, boys to uh, keep serving you lemonade. Love it. All right. Well, we got a headline for you here. Or is it asinine? Hand size biting spiders are coming to your home looking for sex. Hand size biting spiders. Well, okay, so I'm gonna picture it's like kind of like you open up your hand, and that's yep. kind of you know it's mm-hmm. we see five of the eight legs. You can kind of picture the other two legs coming up. Those are some badass motherfuckers, right? Some dock spiders. See, now I'm just worried about this article. What, where, what kind of houses are they talking about? Because this article written in Australia is probably just normal. Or if anything, they'd be like, why are you wasting time talking about big ass spiders coming to our house? We already know big ass spiders coming to our house. It's Australia. The the toilets flush the other way. Everything's backwards. Um, but you know, if you were writing this in a fucking urban environment, now I would be scared, right? Because in in a cottage life, or you know, by the jungle, the outback, large animals. That sounds about right. But for like a huge breed of spider to survive in downtown Toronto, that spider's a badass motherfucker. God, maybe I can get bit by him. I can swing around on some webs. Maybe. Uh, I'm going to say this is a headline, but it's from a place that doesn't concern me. That's correct. So it is a headline. It's from Wales, actually. Uh, (laughs) The peak time to see them is 7.35 p.m., an expert has said. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that because I I don't know why you got the 35. Like, you know, I'm calling bullshit. Uh, The first or second week of September, we'll see a peak in the number of large male spiders wandering through houses looking for a mate. Um, so they're coming in looking for the females, which will be hidden in shadows, normally not of harm, but they do bite if, uh, 
kind of gone after. So keep an eye out if uh, listeners from Wales, UK. Now, is it wrong to think that, or is it wrong? I mean, clearly it's wrong, but I'm not wrong to have thought that like spiders just kind of lay eggs and they don't need a mate, right? That is that crazy? No, is that no, crazy they do, that they I do need mates? Of course, they need mates. I've yeah. never seen spiders bat. I've never seen spiders hump. That's not a thing. I can't picture one spider mounting another. Sp- I've never seen a spider penis. Very I've never been, seen spider titties. I've never seen any of these things. I just assumed they just kind of like, you know, the mom, you know, or the females just kind of pooped out uh, the big egg sack. I've seen the egg sack. I saw no Where do you think the eggs are fertilized egg from? I don't know. How do chickens happen? They fuck. I didn't know that. See? Yeah. It's truth. Truth. Send me a headline. Cam, I got, a, I got another headline for you. Okay, you ready for it? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, zoo elephants to be given CBD to help them relax. Well, uh, the problem with uh, marijuana byproducts and it becoming legal is that every tick, Dick, Dom, and Harry are now claiming that it fixes the world. Uh, they're like, dude, if we invested in hemp paper, dude, there wouldn't even be any problem with the amount of dolphins in the ocean. That's how fucking good this stuff is. And you're like, all right, I get that there's benefits. Let's not say this cures the world. Now, I have heard that this does severely reduce anxiety for uh, different animals. And I'm going to go ahead and think that elephants are not excluded from that list. So I'm going to call a headline. Cam, it's a headline. You got it right, bud. Uh, well, yeah, you know, you're this is, you're exactly right. This is a story coming out of the Warsaw Zoo in Poland, um, where CBD is being given to these two very stressed out African elephants. Apparently, um, uh, elephants are a very intelligent creature, right? They have very complicated brains, uh, just like that of you and I. You know, these uh, these aren't, you know, animals on a lower base of thought function. I think they're a little bit higher than the rest of us. And, hey, s- stressed out people need CBD. Maybe these elephants can uh, can can get Maybe it, too. Just, of course, CBD chill. already gets used. CBD already gets used on uh, horses in the uh, professional world, which is a fun fact, and dogs. I have a friend who... um. His dog gets seizures, and once they started putting CBD in his food every day, he went from like a seizure a week to a seizure a month. Wow. Yeah, and just simply like one little kind of eyedropper full of CBD in his food a day has like drastically improved not only the dog's quality of life, but also like the family's quality of life. I heard about so, this uh, um, this mayor, I think it was in, uh, I think it was in Connecticut. He started doing like he. He had started doing a few drops in his coffee every morning, and next week, homelessness, no longer thing in Connecticut. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's world saving. Wow. He went from homeless, or he went from a, like a, you know, an upstanding oh, member of the community to homeless. Huge homeless problem in Connecticut. Nothing now. CBD fixed it. Wow. CBD. Wow. I can't believe CBD. Now, I heard a similar story um, that uh, a couple scientists also put some CBD in their coffee um, and there's no more AIDS in Africa. I think I, I saw that headline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's a little that's a little bonus headline for you right there. Uh, CBD actually caused the solution uh, for one of the most deadliest uh, immune deficiencies uh, in the world syndrome. All right, headliner assign Delaware man charged with fifth DUI after riding lawnmower while intoxicated. 
It can happen. It can happen. Uh, they'll get you for that. I wonder, though, if you're riding, like, if you're riding the lawnmower on your property, <laughs> you know, let's say you have a larger property, you're just kind of doing drunken circles. Uh, would that be, you know, is that allowed? Or is it as soon as you, like, cross the threshold of your property and move on to the public road? Because um, I would say you would have to be pretty, like, annoying and drunk and just, uh, like, belligerent to get the police to be called to your home while you're mowing your lawn. Maybe you're mowing your lawn at an insane time, like 6 a.m. or something. And I think I'd also beg... That also cam time. That also begs the question, though. Why? Are you, how are you drunk at six a.m.? Are you new drunk at six a.m. or are no, you I think at that's the old end drunk. of? I, that's old drunk. You would think. My God, um, I, I, I'm gonna say if if this did happen, it happened in uh, like a, you know, like a suburb. There's no way this would have happened out in the country. I'm gonna say this is asinine. This is a headline, and I think you actually Back. nailed it. So he wasn't Almost, yeah. on his own property. Um, here's what the the first few lines really give a good indication. A Delaware man with a history of drunken arrest have been charged with DUI after authorities said he drove a riding lawnmower while intoxicated. So at first glance, you're like, come on, give the guy a break. You know, here's where it gets a little bit squirrely. Delaware's police arrested the 60-year-old on Tuesday after receiving a report about a person lying along a grassy roadside near the lawnmower. It gets better. While troopers were headed to the scene, authorities received another report that the person had been driving the lawnmower on the road and traveling through yards while acting disorderly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was going a little bit crazy. So, yeah, it's kind of like, it's not, it's a DUI. It's the a headline disorderly. says, like, it's- come on, give the guy a break. And then you're like, oh, he was passed out by his lawnmower. And then you're like, oh, he was going through other people's lawns yelling. Yeah, I picture him. I pick, oh, I picture him. Yeah, like, you know, he, he he's, he's, Passed out, fallen off the lawnmower, but like his foot's still on, so it's still just kind of trudging along, like cut, like bashing through other people's fences and their bushes and small stuff. patches of grass. Yeah, cutting like insanely. It's like yeah, just like these little chunks, right? You know, down to the dirt. Um, that being said, though, if he all that would have had to change for this man's behavior, like you can still be blackout drunk. But if he did a great job cutting everybody else's lawn, I'm sure the entire neighborhood would be quite appreciative. I would think so. And he just wanted to be drunk while he did it, right? Imagine you woke up to a freshly cut lawn and your neighbor passed out um, on the sidewalk. I mean, I would kind of be happy. I wouldn't call the cops. Yeah, I'd maybe just take his lawnmower and be like, I don't know what happened to it. Uh, What was this guy's name? Uh, Ralph. Cam, I got one more for you. You ready? Yep. Uh, Russian power lifter fractures both knees while attempting to squat nearly 900 pounds. Well, uh, the nice thing about this is that I work in medical and I know that you can't really, like, maybe this is an overstepping on the um, news reporter, but you can't really fracture a knee. Like, you can fracture your tibia, uh, you can fracture your femur, but, like, the knee itself is the muscles. So, I guess it's, like, the bones, the joint itself, but, yeah, you don't really fracture that part. So, I'm going to go ahead and call asinine. Cam, you're calling asinine, but this is a headline. Motherfucker. That's exactly right. This happened in Russia. The man's name is... 
Oh my God, I'm not saying that. Okay, yeah. so this <laughs> this happened at uh, the 2020 World Raw Powerlifting Federation Championships held nice. in. Oh my God, I'm also not saying that. Uh, but it was <laughs> it was somewhere in Moscow, Russia. Uh, this guy squats down. The video's totally up there, by the way. This guy squats down um, on his lift, which is about a hundred, which is weighing at 182. Oh, sorry, 882 pounds. Where he just immediately collapses under the weight, uh, tearing every single thing in both knees. You can meniscuses tear them, but you're, not, are, you're not fracturing meni- them. Meniscuses are flying all over the place. Tendons are sna- tendons are snapping. I don't. Th- you can't see. You don't see the ten. You see him. Obviously he, not. But I want to see. The, he's how much screaming this in pain. Like. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of plates, you know. And there's like you know the four guys beside him, making sure that uh, that everything happens. But yeah, you are right, Cam. You can't you can't fracture a knee or whatever you said. Um, but uh, but yeah, I bet that reads a little bit better in a headline rather than tearing yeah. meniscus, tore you know, meniscus, ACL, MCL, patella is gone. Uh, yeah, it's all gone. Exactly, and, and so I think fracturing your knee plays a little bit better, and uh, and probably it's less words probably for a headline. Yeah. All right, headliner asinine archaeological dig in Egypt reveals ancient crack pipe. Ancient crack pipe. Oh my God! Now see, now this is tough because. The history of crack is the CIA gave it out to the American population in 1982. That's where crack started. So to picture uh, Egyptian crack, you know, what government gave out that crack? You know, did the Egyptian government figure out how to make crack and then they, you know, just distributed it amongst the people? I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe, uh, you know, like you say, like I can picture a crack pipe. Have you ever seen somebody doing crack or smoking meth? No, I no, I haven't actually. Have you? There's this one guy. Every day I'm leaving uh, my lovely girlfriend's house. You know, kind of walk down Queen Street. There's always right. this one guy smoking meth and is crack. Your, crack is he your you roommate? Know, like, it's the same pipe. <laughs> Uh, we used to live together. Things got a bit hairy, but every time I see him right there, I'm all, you know, and half the time I see him, he's either just smoked crack or smoking crack or filling up the the pipe so he can start smoking crack. He's in, right. always in one of those three, uh, States. in one of those three, fa- in States, one of those. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And one thing about the crack pipe though, you know, that look, it almost, it looks like a scientific beaker of sorts. Yeah. It makes you wonder like, you know, are there other things you can do in a crack pipe besides smoke crack? I'm sure there has to be something that, uh, you know, like a oh. like you're heating up some 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 preserves, maybe um, some salts and and uh, you know and seasonings. Heat them up. I, I don't know. There has to be something else you can do. Um, I'm gonna say this is a headline, but it's misleading just because it looks like a crack pipe. Uh, I made it up. It's a lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say. I was about to say. It's a little it fishy. Like it's that, a little fishy. If that if that was true, it was like they got what looks like a crack pipe, and then the headline can say crack pipe. Yeah, it. yeah. It's like resembles a crack pipe, and you're like, they found a crack pipe. They found it. It's proven that it looked like a crack <laughs> yeah, pipe. Yeah, a little bit greasy, a little bit greasy. But that's how you play. That's how we play headliner asinine. That is how we play. Headline or asinine. Well, thank you so much to all our uh, listeners. I'm going to go ahead and assume that we couldn't scroll through the emails this week. No, can't scroll through the emails this week. I mean, uh, we do have to let 
Uh, you know, of course, the regular scheduled programming at Two Season a Pod to keep moving on. Uh, Delia, the dictionary guys, whose name is definitely going to come back up in next week's corrections, and uh, Kim Mitchell, they need to keep moving on with their shows. So I think this show has to come to an end. Remember, you can uh, rate, review, like, subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. Um, you're also going to want to check out on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube or five stars on iTunes. I think those are the only way. I don't believe Spotify has a way to rate uh, podcast, but that's coming up. But Spotacast will certainly have uh, that ability of communication. Of course, as we all know, our deal, our $150 million deal with Spotacast uh, outshone that of Joe Rogan. Um, and uh, we're really looking forward to that in, in, the, uh, in the coming weeks. And good to know. And follow me on Spotify to get that podcast or that playlist for yourself. Cam LeClaire, no period or anything. I made a mistake before. And never forget, everyone, German chocolate cake is named after a guy named Sam German, not the country. Tune in next week, folks, for more fun games, more facts, and a hell of a good time. Take care, people. Continuing tonight on Two Season of Pod. 96.7 on your Two season a pot, 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 two